0: Hello, and welcome to Matt make Zach Watch Horror Movies.
1: I'm Zachary.
0: I'm Matt. I made him watch a horror movie.
1: And I'm just here as a special guest.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: You know, they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste. But what would happen if one man filled another's with the scariest films of all time?
0: (laughs) Who are you talking to? (laughs) Nothing.
3: Ready to watch some movies? Aw, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: God damn it.
3: Yes. Hello. We're Matt Mixack, watch horror <laughs> movies. And we're joined this week by Once our first time repeat
1: guest.
0: Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. Boozy movie. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back.
1: Thanks, guys. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Excited
0: to have you. Yes.
2: Yeah.
3: This is a real good movie. Uh, what are we. You can't guess already, what did we watch
0: this week, Zach? Silence of the Lambs
3: Yes so Zach,
0: what did you think uh, Oscar movies are real bummers. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie i I think. What was the last movie We watched The Exorcist (laughs) Yeah I think this was my favorite Out of the Oscars ones Nice Made more sense Than The Exorcist (laughs) (laughs) And Anthony Hopkins Was just so good Yeah
3: Loved it so much So Hannah uh, We had you come on Because this is one of Your favorite horror movies What's your experience With uh, Silence of the Lambs
1: Silence of the Lambs was a movie that I didn't watch until probably high school, but I've always felt a weird attachment to it because Hannibal, the character of Hannibal, was basically um, and Clarice were based on real people uh, in Seattle when Ted Bundy was caught there was this guy investigating and working with Ted Bundy to catch another serial killer, the Green River Killer, (laughs) who both of those people Ted Bundy and the Green River Killer my dad has had experiences with which is really weird oh my so <laughs> i've always felt like strangely connected to this movie but additionally i love it because uh the the character of Clarice Starling is probably one of the best female characters oh, in
2: yeah.
1: a horror gen- a genre film ever um and i just i think everyone's like acting is aces yeah. in this so it's just a great movie
0: uh you want to tell us about that like your dad has experience yeah we aren't a true crime podcast but i'm in for this yeah i had (laughs) no
2: idea
1: oh okay i always forget who i've told this story to so really quick my dad was a volunteer um park ranger in the 70s and Um, he was working at Lake Sammamish park one day and it was insanely busy and it was really hot. So there was like tons of people at the park and he remembers it being super crowded and there was this guy and he remembers seeing someone in a car and there was a couple in this car and he remembers thinking, wow, that couple's really attractive. Like they're really hot. They are great looking. Um, the next day, He came back to work and saw another guy, a different guy, driving around in a car, screaming this woman's name over and over again. He had apparently lost his girlfriend or couldn't find her. Um, Weeks later, the news came out that there was a guy driving around the park with a cast on his arm in a VW bug. And he was trying to kidnap women, essentially. And it was Ted Bundy. And my dad immediately remembered the cast and he recognized that guy. Um, So, yeah, he saw Ted Bundy one of the days like when he, you know, took a woman, um, which is crazy. And then the other story is he used to go to this tavern in Washington. Um, I'm from Seattle, so he used to hang out in this tavern and there was always this guy that was there alone by himself just Gary the guy that would like sit by himself and drink um and he'd like no no one really paid him any mind uh but he ended up being Gary Ridgway who was the Green oh, River God. Killer um and yeah so he used to frequent the same bar
2: <laughs> oh know, yeah, just um, Gary
1: <laughs> my dad is always like I should do a book or write a podcast and I'm like that's not worthy enough of that I could tell it in three minutes but yeah that's basically the story
0: I don't
1: know.
0: I listen to that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the like second you said that, me and Matt were both like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah. Pretty wild. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well. well, you have way more connections
3: to this movie than me. Where I'm just like, I don't know. It's really good. I love Jonathan Demme. Like, yay! And I haven't seen it before, so <laughs> you both got me be there.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Well. So, uh, this movie, uh, don't know how to follow that up. (laughs) What,
0: well, when you first saw the movie and everything, like what were your initial reactions to it?
1: Um, I think this movie made me fall in love with psychological horror movies. I, Was not a horror person. We kind of talked about this on the Alien episode, but, like, was not a horror fan growing up. Super terrified of anything scary. And I feel like when I started getting into movies, psychological horror was just... It drew me in in a different way than other horror films and genres because, to me, it's the scariest version of any horror um, because it gets inside your head. I feel like there are a couple of scenes in this movie that are pure just nightmare fuel, one of them being... Um, the character of Catherine Martin getting attacked in a van by Buffalo Bill, oh, which I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about eventually, but that scene like really stuck with me. And I think just as, watching this as a woman, um, if, especially the fact that he's like I t- I you know went after size 14s and like I had a very specific like white lady with like white lady hair in the 80s or whenever this movie was supposed to take place. Um, it's pretty alarming and terrifying, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I just. It's always stuck with me, but I I love the movie because there's so many different villains in it, Um, being like Clarice, like working in a male dominated field, Hannibal being his own villain, Buffalo Bill being his own villain. I just I love all of the the webs that it weaves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I really liked about the movie is just like so much was going on, but it never got convoluted or like confusing.
3: It is like so well paced and yeah. like structured it's insane yeah
0: and since you brought it up the scene of the van i actually have a story about that
2: oh,
0: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that almost happened to me <laughs> oh, my poor sweet Zach. <laughs> but uh an old co-worker was playing in a in a bar in hollywood uh because he plays music and oh, you've told me this yeah oh no i don't know if i've told you, you no. this before but um I mean, Megan went to go see him and it was a bar there on like a big like road that constantly had traffic and there's no parking other than this like residential street right next to it. And we parked right there, right next to the main street, right underneath like a street lamp and everything. Uh, we saw my corker reform is awesome. And then we had a next show to go to with Moon Knight. <laughs> uh, we made friends with this guy who moved to L.A. because he wanted to play Moon Knight. We were like, oh, that's <laughs> not how acting works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're like, oh, we got to go. Uh, we'll catch you later. And so we're like, we start running to the car to catch the next show. And my wife, Megan, I just hear someone say something and then her... S- acknowledge them and right away i was like something's not right about this situation and i turn and it's this creepy old white guy like classic like mustache glasses like pedo looking guy mm. and uh he's like oh can you help me lift something and megan like just stops thinking. She, she doesn't have like the reactionary like something's wrong so she stopped and she's like oh help was what and he was like no just him and points at me can he help me lift something into my van and i look and he's standing right next to a like the stereotypical van with the doors open with like trees and leaves hanging over it and like brush in this alleyway right behind the bar and I immediately just look at this dude. I'm like, Are you mm-hmm. fucking serious right <laughs> now? Like, I'm just like, Nope, sorry. We got to go to a show. Bye. And I'm like, Get your fucking yeah. car. <laughs> Don't stop walking. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, Okay. And like, <laughs> like If I'll you actually catch need the to... next one. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> we got in the car and I was like, Megan, no. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> and uh, the other like scary thing about that was, there is after my co-worker there's a band of kids playing oh no next so i text him i was like hey this just happened let everybody know <laughs> oh my yeah. god so oh, yeah god. i i constantly joke with my former co-worker about that of like whenever he posts like a new show i'm like am i gonna almost get kidnapped in this one
1: yeah i would say this movie and my dad's stories about That actually happening in real life made me very weary and aware of any creepy, strange men alone asking for things
3: as someone who who looks like a creepy, strange white (laughs) man and who used to drive a windowless van for a living. (laughs) Just don't ask people to help you with things if you don't know them, guys. Yeah. Uh, And if somebody does they should know better <laughs> yeah. and if they don't that means they're one of those dudes yeah. so don't help them <laughs> yeah uh,
0: yeah so like the second i saw that scene i was like holy shit this literally happened to me like well not to that extent but right. <laughs> yeah starting this episode uh, off on a <laughs> this is great note this is deep. Well, we're a fun podcast here guys
3: <laughs> but uh <laughs> so should we should we jump into the movie Mm -hmm. yeah
0: all right oh wait
3: we have a new segment yes we do that's what we're gonna start off jumping into the movie with (laughs) zach how fast can you summarize this movie i believe your time to beat last time was like two minutes and 14 seconds and
0: i never remember characters names or anything so (laughs) it just makes it better whenever you're ready Okay, so it starts out on homegirl Klee- Homegirl Clarice. She's climbing ropes. She's jumping over things. She's a badass. She's FBI agent. Uh Uh-oh, she's gotta visit spooky cannibal man. (laughs) (laughs) She visits him. He's- he's a real tricky guy. And she's got- I don't know, she's a trainer, training in FBI to become FBI. And has gotta talk to him for some reason. We're not very clear at this point. Uh, but then there's some creepy dudes. Uh oh, Cannibal Man. He's kind of a good guy. I don't know. He killed the guy who, like, <laughs> who yelled mean things at her. And then uh, she's like, oh, help us out with this can't buffalo bill guy other cannibal man he's like "What? there's another cannibal man not on my watch so he helps her out what she thinks but nope uh he uh clarice got i where We're the fuck great. are we in this movie? <laughs> uh she pulled her old switcheroo on cannibal man she <laughs> promised him to like because he's like in a creepy dungeon and <laughs> she's like oh you can hang out on a <laughs> animal disease island <laughs> if you help us and uh, the warden man of cannibal man's dungeon is not a good guy and he's like oh i got a new um deal for you and uh just, cannibal man's real tricky so he pulls it all switcheroo gets to memphis buffalo bill cannibal man part two he stole a governor's girl and governor lady wants her back so she talks to cannibal man one cannibal elector and (laughs) he gives (laughs) fake names and descriptions and they think they caught him but they don't and cannibal man one pulls the old switcheroo eats a dude's face gets out (laughs) escapes alive with that dude's face he ate uh and then clarice accidentally ends up in cannibal man 2's area and then uh-oh cannibal man 2 actually splinter cell everything's dark in his dungeon he's got he's got night vision goggles but then uh-oh clarice is a badass she can hear him bah, bah, kills him dead and saves the day but uh-oh cannibal man 1's still out there bump on bum. two minutes and 30 seconds cool I don't know how oh fantastic work <laughs> I'm so proud of you there's a there's a as we said there's a lot of threads to tie together yes. in this one so that's <laughs> our to summarize I could follow story. it I understood where you were going uh-huh. but I also watched the movie so yeah so we'll see how well listeners. good luck everyone <laughs> so now we can jump in the movie without having to worry about being chronological and yep so the movie opens with uh Clarice just being awesome
3: mm-hmm I do question her choice to go over the rope ladder. It looked like there was a path that was clear right
0: next to it. <laughs> but she but, did a cool
3: flip. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do an amazing thing here. They establish uh, early on with her scenes with Jack Crawford, her boss, the FBI. Clarice almost always talks looking like slightly to the right or the left of the camera. And all the men look dead center mm. so that it's super confrontational. Mm hmm. So that you feel uncomfortable, even if you don't realize that's why you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Just like she does. And I love it. But she's awesome. And she's going to go talk to Cannibal Man, guys. Yeah,
0: Cannibal Man.
3: I always forget how early this happens in this movie. I'm always like, oh, yeah, we got what, like 30 minutes before Hannibal Lecter? He's in it within like 15.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I didn't know. (laughs) Having heard about this movie before, I assume, like, did you think he would come in that early? I I just thought he was the main thing of the movie uh, oh, yeah, no. i didn't know buffalo Bill was that big of a thing i knew about, yeah. I, I always knew about the like lotion thing but i always forgot what movie it was from <laughs> I, I like i kind of had an idea it was from this movie but not as much as it was yeah that's the part that's been parodied the most
3: yeah. typically not very well <laughs> so and then we quickly get to uh chilton who's I put in my notes here Let's see uh, Like if Dr. Loomis Was an idiot And creepy <laughs> The next thing I have Written is Fuck children." Um, <laughs> he, he just sucks So much guys Yeah He was the worst <laughs> uh, And then you know Hannibal Lecter Is a monster In a dungeon So that's mm-hmm. pretty great
0: Yeah he's got The devil's eyes Yeah
3: <laughs> Like that's how You can tell Like whenever people I hate this argument People always try to be like Well I mean Science of the Lambs Isn't a horror movie And I'm like He literally lives In a dungeon <laughs> Like, no one lives in a dungeon on fucking CSI,
2: so...
0: <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> they only do that in horror movies. I mean, Chilton calls him a monster. Another guy asks Clarice if he's, like, a vampire. Right. He's, Straight up ate a dude's face. Yeah, this is, like, borderline, like, a slasher movie. It even has a stock and
3: slash scene from the killer's point of view. He
0: even r- does the Michael Myers ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror movie. Do you got any input on the, like introductions
1: the introduction's great because it also sets the scene of like the people surrounding hannibal too yeah you get to meet uh what is it megs oh uh, multiple megs yeah the real creep who yeah. uh, says a very infamous line yes. i don't feel like repeating
2: i think that's fair uh, <laughs>
1: but the first time we meet hannibal he almost D- almost never blinks throughout the entire movie yeah. and i guess that was intentional he based that off his friend who like would never blink and oh. it would creep everyone out um some other people say it's based off like reptilian eyes and just how they blink whenever they want and feel like it but they don't have to uh so i thought that was interesting too awesome. damn
0: power moves. Yeah. <laughs> right i don't right. have to blink i, I think blink Alan's when i want. just it. like the fucking best <laughs> yeah like He's is so this weird. like the best scene ever probably just his delivery on everything is just like uh, so good yeah
1: it's hard to imagine anyone else doing this initially jodie foster tried to buy the rights to this book and gene hackman meter to it because he wanted to direct it and star in it he
3: was gonna play jack crawford
1: yeah he wanted to either be jack crawford or hannibal Mm -hmm. and then
3: he'd have made a good jack
1: crawford he would yeah he would have been a good jack crawford um and then they also offered it to uh well, oh
3: man. Well, Jonathan Demme the director had one choice and one choice only for Hannibal Lecter. He would take not take no for an answer. And it was Sean Connery who promptly said, no, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. I guess
1: Jeremy Irons was also yeah. offered the role and said no, because he had like just played a creep.
3: Yeah, they just went through. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Jeremy Irons always play a creep? <laughs> yeah, Scar. <He> was
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, murder Alfred. <laughs> murder Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just went to like every British character actor. <laughs> yeah. That's... And were like, you? No. You? No. And they got to Hopkins, who was like, it's easy to forget now but anthony hopkins wasn't really like famous when they made silence of the lambs he had been the lead in like one movie in like the 70s called magic that's like amazing and then besides that it was all like stage plays and like small roles in like british movies and tv
1: mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah they and also it- presented together at the oscars the year before they were in this movie together which mm, i think cool. is weird fun facts <laughs> for you <laughs> <laughs> but it does do a really good job of establishing like the power struggle between the two i think and just him realizing that she isn't like every other agent and she's picking up kind of what he's like the hints that he's giving um Mm -hmm. really quickly into the movie and so i love that they establish that they're kind of a cat and mouse relationship but it's also like a weird level of respect that they give each other and that is why i think it's so fascinating
0: that's what I like, really like, too, like at the end, how she was like, no, nah, he wouldn't come after me because it'd be rude. <laughs> like, Well, yeah, I mean, that's his whole
3: thing, like that they talk about in other movies and other books and stuff is he only really eats the people he thinks are rude. Yeah. <laughs> He'll just kill you, but he wouldn't eat you. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't disrespect you like
1: that. <laughs> he has class. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I love the way that whole sequence is shot. This movie is shot by Crazy Good by Taku Fujimoto, who's like an amazing DP. The way he and the director Jonathan Demme in all of their movies, they did like six movies together, use close ups Mm. and almost exclusively close ups is so good.
0: Yeah, because I think it was in like that first scene with Hannibal Lecter that it was like kind of kind of far out. And then when things got intense, it was like just close ups like real quick. I was like, oh, well,
3: and then, like I said, like he he always looks directly into camera. Um, A lot of the times, whenever he's kind of meant to be commanding the scene, he will be in her frame shot from behind so that, like, he's always there.
0: Yeah, he's in, like, reflections and a couple.
1: It's also shot in a way that makes you feel like you're doing it from Clarice's point of view. So you're really, like, front center with everything that you were saying earlier. It's very much like she is the protagonist of the movie, at least from the view of the movie. And I think that helps you just. Identify with her really quickly.
3: But Anthony Hopkins, though, he's so good and he has a line that I love because it's a secret joke and no one knows it. His most famous line in this movie about, you know, I ate his liver with some fava beans and nice chianti mm. um, is actually because in the book they talk about how he's on antipsychotics like MAOIs. And the three things you should never eat when taking Mm -hmm. those are liver, beans, and wine. Otherwise, they (laughs) won't work. So he's basically saying, like, I'm not fucking crazy and I don't need this
0: shit. Fuck you.
3: <laughs> and I amazing. love it.
0: That's amazing.
3: And then when he slurps at the end, Anthony Hopkins just did that. <laughs> he just did that. Yeah. He was just like so in character that he was like, this will be creepy. Yeah. He and also it's...
1: made fun of her accent, like, oh, without her it. knowing that that was what he was doing. And he improvised. And her reaction to that is real because yeah. she was like, oh, am I bad? <laughs>
3: They they are both so good that every time I watch this movie, I forget that's not what either of them actually sound
2: like.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a really good point because her accent is what even is the accent that right. she's doing.
3: Like that's like how Jodie Foster sounds to me. Like when I picture her in yeah. my head, and if you watch any other movie, she just has like a normal accent. It's not like super thick or anything. Mm-hmm. It's
1: true. I read that also. Jonathan Demme cast her. By watching her walk towards him, like the day that he was going to meet her, she just walked with such a demanding presence that he was like, yes, you're exactly the type archetype of character that can like be this demanding of a role. And I think that's really cool. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. Because his first choice for that role that he would t- not take no from, not take no for an answer <laughs>
1: was Sean Connery.
3: Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hello, Clarice. Hello, Dr. Lecter. <laughs> this is a one man show. <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of that. No, his first choice was, um and I think she could have done it, but it like it sounds awful on paper was uh, Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Yeah. Who I don't he, hate it.
3: Yeah. He had just worked with her on uh, Married to the Mob. So, like, they were, like, in a zone, and she was like, this movie sounds gross. So, no, thank you. (laughs) And gross. Apparently, that was, like, the reasoning everyone who turned it down had was, like, he's going to eat someone's face? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, a couple times. Oh. Oh, no, I don't... I'd like to have a career at the end of the year, Jonathan. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I would have been like, Hell yeah. Right. I'll take it.
3: <laughs> no, everybody was like, if you can pull this off, it's gonna be a great movie, but for sure. I don't think we can pull this off. Yeah.
1: It's crazy too, thinking about like how good the performances are, because Anthony Hopkins is in this movie for maybe twenty minutes max, and it's the second shortest Oscar winning performance ever.
3: I do not care for that statistic. Because they only count when he is visually on camera for that amount of minutes. Mm. They don't count if he's in the scene. So even when he's like talking, they don't count it.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Which he's
3: actually in the movie for like 35 minutes because of the length of the scenes. Because he's there the whole scene. You just can't always Mm. see him. Mm. Or like they don't count when he's wearing the other dude's face because you can't see his face. But, like, that's Hannibal Lecter. That's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. It's sort of like the bullshit thing where people are like, I mean, Darth Vader's only in A New Hope for like 10 minutes. And it's like, no, he's in it for like 20. (laughs) Yeah, but you can't see him. He's in the scene. (laughs) He's
1: right there. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Uh, What Oscars did this movie win? Uh, All of them. (laughs) <laughs> um, and just a lot i think it won the big five it won director screenplay actor actress and picture it's the only horror movie to ever win best
0: picture
1: and the third movie ever to do it and the third only i think there have only ever been three.
0: Oh uh, yeah the this is the first episode since the actual ox yes it's having since recording so i don't know if we want to talk a about good movie
3: one i'm so happy yeah. i didn't have to throw myself off a balcony like i promised i would
0: <laughs> oh yeah because <laughs> we all watched the oscars together yes uh and the whole time i was like society matt <laughs> did you know we live in one guys <laughs> yeah so got hannibal lecter introduced yes uh something bad happens to her from
3: multiple migs that i don't care for um but is appropriately upsetting i guess uh, but Lecter, like politeness above all so he's just like I'll, I'll give you what you want go look at my old storage unit <laughs> <laughs> i guess he gives it to her in like a cipher which yeah. i love that
0: that's part of like the things that happen in this movie yeah like everything like the name that he gives the governor lady oh is yeah an anagram for iron a, sulfate a, yeah it fool's gold <laughs> yeah oh, yeah she goes
3: and she gets helped breaking the code from her roommate and best friend played by cassie lemons from Candyman.
0: man <laughs> yeah and uh, she sneaks into the
3: yeah storage I, unit i love how much that rich dude sucks <laughs> <laughs> privacy is up yeah the most concern not, does he have a lot of serial killers
0: storing things here because he seems very weary of letting the fbi in <laughs> I mean, I feel like he doesn't know, but kind of, like, has an idea. Someone's, like, running a meth lab out of one of those, yeah. right? <laughs> he's just the monopoly man so what does he care yeah
1: Yeah. he also doesn't even like help her like lift up the gate like she like jacks it up herself and she's like okay so if i die i'm here so remember this face
0: (laughs) oh (laughs) oh my driver no no he he can't help you he detests manual labor
1: (laughs) speaking of faces then she finds a face Mm -hmm. casual
3: Apparently it's a mold of uh, the producer of the film's face. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's they just cool. needed like a head. So he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one of uh, Hannibal Lecter's former patients that he insists he didn't kill. He just found him that
0: way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like oh he's like, I just found him that way when he missed three appointments. What
3: do you do with your heads, Clarice? Do you not put them in formaldehyde? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she goes back to Hannibal yeah, Lecter.
3: Um, she has to go meet him again. And he starts saying, being all cryptic and weird again, because he's Hannibal Lecter. But it's, it's, every interaction is so perfect. And every line reading Anthony Hopkins has is so perfect. Yeah. Quid pro quo, Clarice. (laughs) Quid pro quo. (laughs) Hannibal. Quid pro. Quid pro quo, quo.
2: Dr. (laughs) (laughs) Elector.
0: Like literally the second she started talking, I was like, oh, my God, that's Hannah with an accent. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, that's true. Tim and I went as Clarice and Hannibal one year for Halloween and I talked like that the whole night. Oh, my God. And Tim's dad is convinced that I look like Jodie Foster. I don't know why I don't see it at all. But um, yeah, that's a accent I f- that frequents my voice a lot
3: so when you heard her do that every time we hung out did you just not know what it was from
0: <laughs> i've never heard jodie foster speak in this movie okay <laughs> i've just seen like the hannibal electric clip so i had no idea yeah
3: so he starts uh guiding her after she gives him a story about her dead father and it's real sad and mm-hmm. jodie foster is so good
0: <laughs> number one rule don't give hannibal electric personal right i i love
3: that like more than eating people he like likes eating your soul (laughs) he's like i i need a piece of you like that that was how like i functioned yeah that was how i would find these rude people that i was like all right i can eat you yeah (laughs) you know but other than that i just you know i like dissecting people in my kitchen and in their brains
1: (laughs) and then we meet buffalo bill
3: yes Mm mm-hmm in the uh, scary scene we were talking about at the top, based on Ted Bundy, yeah. I can't
1: listen to "American Girl" by Tom Petty without thinking about the scene.
3: Yeah, I, mean, I love Tom Petty, but <laughs> me too.
1: And I love uh, Brooke.
0: Brooke Smith. K- Brooke yeah.
1: Smith. Thank you.
0: Played by Catherine Martin.
1: Yeah, I think what's upsetting about the scene, aside from the obvious is that's literally something i would be doing like i would be listening to my music loudly and like Mm -hmm. like tapping along just like not a care in the world and then just like pick growing and going inside grabbing groceries like saying hi to your cat and then all of a sudden nope like your life is about to be over
0: this is the part where it started to be like these oscars movies always a fucking bummer yeah it's the oscars <laughs> but uh i love ted
3: levine as buffalo bill i think he's again like perfect uh, mm-hmm. everything he says oh hey could you like help me lift this it's so heavy <laughs> <laughs> and you know who else this movie upset ted levine oh. he was really bothered having to do all that stuff to brooke smith mm-hmm. and apparently like later on when she's in the pit it like really like physically upset him Mm -hmm. to like the point where he'd be like i don't know if i can like act Mm -hmm. so he started just being as nice as he could to her and apparently they're still like best friends
2: yeah
1: i read that too i read that they were like referring to her as patricia Hearst, which if you don't know it's like a famous case where she patricia hurst from the Hearst fortune was kidnapped and then fell in love with her captor so they were like we're in love we're best friends just pretend like this is all fine
3: yeah she was apparently like fine with all of it she's like it's yeah. acting Pretend." <laughs> there's a cute but, dog yeah <laughs> who
0: got out okay yes which i'm happy about
3: i like that they kind of imply like, is she gonna keep precious yeah it's so nice <laughs>
0: I mean, they really bonded down there yeah. together. At <laughs> a moment.
3: Well, yeah. Then they find another one of Buffalo Bill's victims, so they have to go investigate that. She gets pulled into the case officially mm. by Jack Crawford, who's like head of like serial killers, uh, like
0: the serial killer unit. Like, uh, I just imagine like killers. he like <laughs> he, he's just like go serial killers, and he has okay. a squad of like of like <laughs> <here in> Buffalo.
3: <laughs> what are they? Some kind of suicide (laughs) (laughs) squad real quick we did miss uh jonathan demme as a director i've been going through his filmography recently because the podcast i really like is covering it he uses like the same five or six people a lot like as like background characters and uh right around here when we meet the coroner that's uh tracy walter or as i know him bob the goon from batman (laughs) From the Tim Burton Batman He's Joker's henchman Oh wow (laughs) Apparently like All these guys just Like him Yeah He's like a pretty good Character actor Who's good at looking Creepy and weird Apparently (laughs) like really nice So You know He just makes (laughs) friends With Jonathan Demi, And he's like Yeah come on You'll get a residual check It'll be fun
0: One of the corner guys
3: Yeah the the coroner with the slicked back hair. Uh, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, you get a lot of leaves and stuff yeah. in there. I don't <laughs> oh, yeah. know. Sometimes, sometimes they
1: have conk on their mouths. Like, yeah. how
3: shitty are you as a you're,
1: coroner? Your line is <laughs> useless. <laughs> he literally
3: said leaves and stuff. But residual check from one of the highest grossing horror movies ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, then they're like okay wrap her up she's just a classic victim and clarice is like fam there's something in her mouth though
3: yeah sorry what would that sound like
1: (laughs) hey (laughs) fam (laughs) hey fam there's definitely something in that mouth something big Looks like possible Tootsie Roll mixed with gummy bears.
2: <laughs>
1: Why don't you take it out with tweezers and examine it? Rip it open. Little bubbles will pop out.
0: <laughs> Pretty sure that's the lines. Yeah. 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 Accurate. Yeah, accurate. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but we also get to see right around here how Jack Crawford actually treats her in front of other people mm-hmm. when he says, like, oh, we shouldn't talk about this in front
0: of a woman. Yeah. And she has to do all those Yeah. Uh, stupid cops
3: yeah it sucks uh i think it speaks to what you were talking about earlier about the like the way she's treated
1: mm-hmm. and i think this movie a well, reason i like it so much is because it doesn't bash this idea over the head like in the film it's just so inherently like that something that would happen mm-hmm. pretty yeah. regularly and i just think they they're not like Hey, I'm a girl and I'm a cop right. too. It's mm-hmm. like no, you, this shit yeah, happens. She, she and- never has
3: the scene where they're like, "Where did you learn to shoot like that?"
0: <laughs> I have brothers or yes, something.
1: exactly.
0: Like- yeah, she kind of just like dealt with the situations like with like how you're talking about the second the director saw her, she just like commanded the respect. Like yeah. that's how she dealt with it. She was like, "Hey, boys." get the fuck out <laughs>
1: yeah I guess the beginning of this movie was supposed to be like a drug bust and Jodie Foster was like no that's how all these movies start can we do yeah. something else and they still added it in but it was like a drill later I in the movie that. but I it I love that she was like a part of the creative process too yeah
3: yeah well, Jonathan Demme is known for being like one of like the great collaborators in in like this time period such an interesting dude like a real humanist that's why like he like loved clarice that's why he wouldn't make any of the sequels because she's not in them
0: how many sequels are there
3: there was one film before this adapting another book with hannibal lecter in it it's adapting red dragon it's called manhunter and then there's this one and then uh there's the sequel book hannibal which actually clarice is in but the book is so weird and so gross and so poorly written that jodie foster and Jonathan Demme both said, no, thank you. And Anthony Hopkins said, like, so five million. So he's in it. Then they, with Anthony Hopkins, re Red Dragon into a prequel movie called Red Dragon this time. And then they made Hannibal Rising about how he became a cannibal.
1: And Julianne Moore's like, sure. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, she won an Oscar. I can do that. I have red hair also. <laughs> and I love Julianne Moore, but it makes me think of like. The idea of like casting Michelle Pfeiffer in that role, where you are just like, I don't like buy the, like something about it just doesn't fit.
1: Cat got your tongue? Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 oh yeah, there is the Hannibal show, which was very good, and they keep threatening to make a show called Clarice or Starling or something for like a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yikes! Because they somehow got the rights to the book, so the Hannibal show is good.
1: So the next scene is my all-time favorite. Because Clarice comes in with a fake deal, basically about how Hannibal is gonna live on Plum Island. It's really nice; got a beach every single week. One once a week, once a year, one whole week, get a walk on the beach. Um, and basically sells this idea to him, and it's all a lie. And then they get into quid pro quoing each other, and yeah. it's my favorite
3: thing <sighs> ever. And she gets to give that amazing monologue about the silence of the lambs yeah,
0: <laughs> the lambs
3: they were screaming <laughs> <laughs>
0: just want to say one <laughs> so happy it's
3: really good like yeah. i don't know what to say like it's tough almost tough to talk around these scenes with the two of them because mm-hmm. it's just like they're so good yeah like i couldn't even take notes during them yeah. because i was just like i just want to watch this yeah
1: <laughs> and then fucking chilton comes in again i hate Chilton
3: <laughs> so fucking much that guy is so good <laughs> frederick is a terrible
1: name i'm sorry just throw that out there what name frederick 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 chilton and then he goes all of it was a sham, a sham. Hannibal like Judy Garland comes <laughs> in. It was all made up of made up for Africa, It was just a sham.
0: While uh, he's like seducing Hannibal Lecter with that yeah. pen, <laughs> just like sucking on it. It's true, like, it's true. This will come back later. Mm-hmm. It's a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the pen I have? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I love that they set it up, though. Like, there's so much care and time put into it. Mm-hmm. What nice. if he
2: was
1: just really, like, a fan of that type of pen? Like, what if that was the reveal? He's like, I just love the calligraphy of this pen. From can my dry.
3: specific royal blue to it.
1: <laughs> my favorite shade.
3: <laughs> you know, when you use the pen, you
0: look like a real room, Chilton. <laughs> I can, I can perfectly create Florence. <laughs> with this bloom.
2: okay the art in
3: his cell i forgot to mention earlier is so perfect because it's so aggressively okay <laughs> like he's like a basic bitch art student <laughs> like that's what i like it, whoever did it like did the perfect job of like oh it's got to be like good but not like very good mm-hmm. like i mean we're artists yeah. like didn't you look at it just like oh yeah that's like an exercise you do in like 10th grade.
0: Like. Yeah. <laughs> Copy this Picasso, and <laughs> <Like, laughs> the, the classic like, oh yeah, Florence, you must be a real artist. Yeah, yep, that's, oh, you're
3: so deep. Like that's that's where <laughs> art exists. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's right around here. Hannibal says like, fine, I'll help if you get me out. Like, I love that. Like he's just playing them though. Yeah, because he only gives them the first name, and by this point, I assume he must have gotten his hands on the pen that he's gonna have mm-hmm. later. So he's just like, yeah, I'll go along with all of it because if you get me to Houston. I can disappear there easier
0: Mm -hmm. Memphis
3: Memphis yeah
1: I also feel like it's very much like a power struggle like we were talking about in the beginning of establishing like who has power and then when you right when you think that okay like he has no power he's lost it because he doesn't know what's going on yeah he murders two cops very aggressively yeah and it's just such a great scene.
2: Uh, I love
3: that scene. It's got a, another Demi regular in it. Uh, the one he beats to death is Charles Napier, who's in like all of Jonathan Demi's movies. Hmm. In, uh married to the mob, he plays a delightful hairdresser. <laughs> but he still like has that voice and gruff exterior, but they give him like curly bleached hair and like earrings. And he's like, yeah, I'm an 80s hairdresser. What have you? <laughs> like, What's wrong with that? I just like hair. Okay. <laughs> style it i comb it i'm a hairdresser
0: (laughs) oh yeah and there's another cameo that you guys pointed out yeah george romero george romero is in there
3: directors are friends and that's nice um
0: yeah because at this point he was in memphis in this stage production of a cage
2: yeah (laughs) there's
1: also another cameo um director of little shop of horrors oh
3: yeah roger corman's in this movie because um he also famously i think we brought him up before on the podcast uh no oh Mm -hmm. we should have roger corman's very important to history of like genre film Mm -hmm. he basically hired every director who went on to like make great movies to make bad cheap b movies Mm -hmm um he hires joe dante to make piranha he hires james cameron to make piranha 2 he hires jonathan Demme to make caged heat he, he hired ron howard to make grand theft auto and he would produce all these movies for like um i don't care we just have a poster and a name here's like fifty thousand dollars go make a movie you can do whatever you want mm. so you'd have but you only have three weeks <laughs> so like people say like you go to roger corman film school Mm -hmm. And all of these guys are super thankful to him and like put him in their movies or like managed to get him like a producing credit on something. And that's like how he's kept his productions going all these years.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. He's like,
3: Oh, cool. We made $2 million, divvy it up five ways and make five movies. Yeah. Um,
0: That's awesome. I love
3: Roger Corman. I think he's great. So it's really cool that Jonathan Demme was like, yeah, come be in my movie. You'll get a residual check too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause that's a common theme. We've been, all right. I've been seeing about like horror is just,
3: yeah everybody's cool it's such a tight-knit community yeah that even if like you're just coming into it Mm -hmm. like jonathan demi was not a horror guy before this or really after this just coming into it like i uh, i assume he probably is a smart enough guy that he was like yeah can i take a meeting with like these five directors that i really like and so then he becomes friends with george romero Mm -hmm. you know asking him like oh how could i structure this you know yeah because that's how that community works and i love it
0: that's awesome so uh yeah, he eats a dude's face.
3: Best scene in other best
0: scene <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> and then takes the dude's face. Yeah. I I love that fake out. Like mm. did you know that was gonna happen, Zach? And I like when I saw he was just like dead on the elevator, I was like, that's that's mm. not him, but I don't know. And then like when they cut back to the enemies, I was like, uh um, It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Because in my head I was like, did he like take the cop outfit and like right. walk out as a cop? Like, because that's most the shitty do.
3: version of this movie. Yeah. That's what he does. You yeah, know?
0: not taking a man's right. Face.
2: <laughs>
0: but also, <laughs> how do he have the time to do all of that? He's just that good. Because he strung the dude, right. the other dude, up like very high. Yeah, and made a whole art display, and then <laughs> threw the other dude on the elevator
3: well i assume as it's coming up he opens the doors chucks that guy goes and ties it gets up there he hops hmm. it lays down on the ground and lets it go down yeah i don't know it's doable we learned uh
0: <laughs> teleportation from yeah. michael myers A little teleport jason like <laughs> jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah so he gets out by wearing the dude's face yeah
3: i, I just love that you
0: know, michael myers Yep. writes on up when people say it's not
3: a horror movie i'm like he wears a person's face (laughs) (laughs) i i do love the reference to her face right after this when he's got her in the pit and he's telling her puts the lotion on the skin and she yells and he yells back
2: yeah yeah. like oh
3: so jonathan demme must just like these movies that's really cool
0: (laughs) dude buffalo bill yells
2: oh (laughs) Oh,
0: <laughs> you sound like um, like any like Sasquatch like <laughs> in movies or whatever, trying to talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs>
3: you just do some Tim Allen. You just, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Hannibal's
3: but, out. Yeah. Now it becomes a movie about Buffalo Bill and Clarice and. This is also a good movie now that it's a second movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah it's two movies in one
3: because she starts going and like investigating into like the lives of the other woman he's killed. And I love the way the sets are, are designed in this movie because they feel like so lived in. Like mm-hmm. when he goes into that woman's room, like the. Posters on the wall aren't like cliche choices. Like, if you're gonna have a Madonna poster, it cannot be like it cannot say like Material Girl. It should be like of one of her albums Mm -hmm. that not everyone likes, but this person did. Yeah. Like the photos aren't in frames; they're on like handmade poster board stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I I love it. Yeah. It it's just so well thought out, and just like you said, like this movie's kind of a bummer at some points, and Mm -hmm. that's why it's so effective at it. Yeah. Because like the worst version of this movie is like either a blank room or like it's got too much stuff in it yeah like i like poltergeist but that kid only has toys there to point to
0: like he's definitely 12 in the 80s right guys (laughs) like yeah and like that scene where she goes to that woman's house and is like going through her room and stuff and seeing all the sewing things and then the dress with the same cuts in the back Mm -hmm. that was on the body and you're just a met like having the same realization as she okay. is and realizing it. Yeah, Ooh, I want Hannibal back. He's
3: fun. <laughs> <laughs> At least Hannibal's a good Hannibal's a feminist, <laughs> not this Bill fellow. <laughs> and then we start getting more Buffalo Bill, and we get to this film's uh, other legacy because you know transphobia. It's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate, uh, especially because this movie doesn't like need it yeah as like a motivation for him it could just be like i don't know he skins them. he wears the suits he likes trophies yeah because the killers they're basing it on in real life like that was why they would do stuff like that it wasn't because like well you know but then there's this whole complicated thing where they have this two smartest characters in the movie the main characters say in parlance for the time this person isn't a transsexual
2: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
3: But the movie also still seems to aggressively reach the conclusion yeah. that, oh man, a man in a dress, oof, makeup on a dude, scary, you yeah. know? And it's unfortunate, but like, I don't, it's such a minor part
0: of the movie mm-hmm. that I yeah. wish more people would give it a chance with that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah. Cause whenever that stuff came up, I, I was just more like, really? Yeah. Like it, it's what didn't really need that. Yeah. It, it's a weird touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: and it drew a lot of ire at the time. Um, groups protested it. Groups protested it at the Oscars. People called out Jodie Foster specifically because, well, she wasn't like fully out at the time. It was like the worst kept secret that Jodie Foster is gay. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "How how could you do this like to your community?" Yeah. And even Jonathan Demme was just like, "I I didn't realize it would be met this way." Mm-hmm. Um, he he came from like the the East Coast art scene, so he was like. I've lost so many of my friends to AIDS at this point that I would not trivialize like the gay experience like Mm -hmm. that, even though myself, I am not gay and went on to make Philadelphia because he Mm -hmm. wanted to see like, you know, like queer people can be villains. But then we need more good examples of queer people Mm because like Jonathan Demme is like a good dude. So he's like, let's make a movie about good gay people. Like put more of that out there. Don't just shit on my movie.
1: I think that's important, too, because It did get a lot of criticism, but it's like a certain type of person that can take that in and really listen and do something positive with it afterwards. And I just I love that little piece of trivia because I think it's so important in his legacy because I think a lot of people want to knock it because arguably this is his most recognized film and it's so easy to like throw that out. But given how he kind of attempted to redeem that, I think is a thing no one talks about
3: yeah which is unfortunate i mean and philadelphia isn't perfect either (laughs) in its representation of queer people (laughs) but um at least he like listened and tried and Mm -hmm. i think that's important um i think like the best way to sum up jonathan demi is a line from earlier in this movie where jack crawford says to her like oh so what it just like got under your skin or whatever and she just looks at him and says like it matters what you say
2: yeah Mm -hmm.
3: and i think that's something that Jonathan Demme believed as a person. So he tried to do right by like people that he cared about. And I think that's really cool. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: Totally. uh, We should say, I believe all of us in this room are, are, are cis people. Uh, So if you want to hear an ounce, a perspective from someone who might be closer to it, um, Emily Vanderwerf, uh, just did an amazing episode of the blank check podcast where she talks about silence of the lambs. Nice. So, and it's really good and she has a lot of good insight.
1: Yeah.
0: It's cool. That's cool that he tried to, yeah, like trying do something to good. What with a it. guy, yeah. you know? Like,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people would just make assumptions and like see just that, and then get upset about it, and then hate him instead mm-hmm. of like seeing everything right. he's trying to do. Yeah,
1: it's also interesting coming from again like cis straight me watching it. Like I never thought that like i would never just assume like oh this was like a stab at trans people but it does make sense when you're living in that and that's right. the yeah. only portrayal of yourself that you exactly. see it's like yeah that's yeah. not all of us that's barely R- right. any and
3: of that's us. <laughs> literally the only thing that up to this point got represented in movies mm-hmm. yeah. like the the only like even if it wasn't meant to be trans representation like the only representation right. you have is like norman bates wearing a dress the killer from uh Um, sleepaway camp and buffalo bill who are all specifically motivated by like well you know i'm scared of myself for being trans Mm -hmm. so i should kill people and that sucks yeah Mm -hmm. because that's like this movie says that's not really like a thing
2: yeah
0: so yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and like you said like how governor's daughter like how she was driving down the highway and like singing rock and roll music and you're like oh i identify with that Mm. and like that made this movie scary because you're relating to that. So like Mm -hmm. someone seeing themselves portrayed as a villain, that sucks for sure.
3: Especially when you're exclusively
0: portrayed as the villain.
3: Like it doesn't bother me that Hannibal Lecter is, um, you know, a straight white dude in this movie Mm -hmm. because there are a bunch of straight white dudes in movies. like, it's different, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that scene happens. The song is really good though. Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. (laughs) Uh, one of the great casualties of this movie is that no one takes that song seriously. And despite being a serial killer, I got to say, Buffalo Bill does have amazing taste in post-punk. Um, and all of his music choices are on point. That song is great. So just to transition back into our normal tone for the podcast. Man, "Goodbye Bike Horses. What a good song.
1: There's like certain pieces movie that are very, I think feminist might not be the right word but there's like really small nuances of this movie that I love in addition to just Clarice's character specifically one of them is Clarice now finds out where he is and he she goes into the room Uh, where Catherine is and they're like screaming at each other Mm -hmm. like that would totally happen and it's just like I love that they're not like girl I'm with you I'm gonna get you out of here it's just like I need you to shut up and shut up the dog and I'm trying to save your life I
3: love though that Catherine is like no fuck you (laughs) it's been weeks yeah I love it
1: (laughs) I think it's so great I just oh man she's just so much more than I. mister I got your dog mister Cause that's like Her most She gets the dog line. Like that's
2: great
3: Yeah And then for a second I think Buffalo Bill Becomes Zack Whenever we watch One of these movies <laughs> what? When he's like, Don't you hurt my dog <laughs> You take your hands off that dog <laughs> I'm like I think I've heard Zach say that in all of these movies where dogs stuff. yeah whenever there's a dog I'm like
2: where did the
0: fucking dog go this movie sucks if the dog dies <laughs> but it's okay because Precious got a forever home yes, yes.
1: and like uh, Zach was saying the last piece of this movie is so good with the night vision oh,
3: it's, uh, so so it's, I mean, Just... it's preceded by like the greatest fake out in movie history mm-hmm. that every movie has tried to do since then and can't do
0: <laughs> which part?
3: oh when they're like raiding the house and the bell rings oh and yeah it's yeah, like yeah. oh they're at house and then it's her alone and you're yeah. like no
0: <laughs> 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 but yeah that that freaking scene where he just turns on the night vision and you uh, seeing Clarice, like struggle in the dark yeah that's like oh
3: yeah it becomes a slasher movie for a minute it's great yeah it's so well done And I love that they set the night vision up earlier in the movie Mm -hmm. so it doesn't just come out of nowhere. Yeah, he's just
0: Sam Fisher all of a sudden. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (sighs) I love too that there's no like fight. Like it's like he's feeling around for her and she's smart enough to listen for the cock of the gun and like knows mm-hmm. it's time to duck. Yeah. And I think that's just so wise because it could have just been like, he grabs her and there's a weird struggle and yeah. like, wah, like what happened? But even that
3: they set up earlier in the movie when she's training and they're like, yep. you gotta listen. That's yeah. how I got you. That's why you're dead. Check it's your
0: corners. Yours. Yeah.
3: So and she does. <laughs> she yeah. listens. It's so good. Yeah. And like <laughs> she was like
0: strategically going through the entire basement, like blocking off doors yep. and was
2: like, hell yeah.
1: So I have a question that I don't think I've ever really answered and maybe there is no answer, but I've always been curious, like why the bugs in this movie? Like why do you just think it was just like a creepy thing? Or? Well, it's
3: supposed to be transformation. That's what they, okay. they say it like represents is he sees himself as the butterfly. And if he can just do these things, he'll get to emerge as who he wants to be. Interesting, Because mm-hmm. that's what they say is, you know, he's not he's not trans. He's um, just a person who hates himself so much that he wants to be a woman because that's the farthest thing he can think of as from himself. Mm-hmm. So he wants to emerge as just a different person. But yeah, and then we get that fun little tease at the very end with a uh, Hannibal Lecter, and he's gonna have a friend for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it, because I fucking hate Chilton, so I'm okay <laughs> with it.
2: <laughs>
0: he's got his vacation dad clothes on. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but what is it they say earlier? Like, yeah, he just killed like a tourist and took all his clothes. <laughs> oh yeah, <okay. laughs>
1: vacation Hannibal. Yep.
0: <Yeah. laughs> New that
3: wig is looking real good.
0: And that's the movie. Yeah, this movie's
3: great. I, I feel like it's going to this is this is like a 28 days later where we were just like, I don't know. There's not even like a ton of behind the scenes. It's just a really good movie, guys. <laughs> like, go watch it.
0: Yeah, I think this was definitely my favorite out of the Oscars because mm-hmm. like Jaws, I was like, oh, that's like signing a shark <laughs> and th- all the shark stuff. Uh, And then Cape Fear was just like, Jesus, Upsetting. Robert De Niro. Uh... <laughs> uh, and then Exorcist was just like.
2: What? <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: and then this was just like, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think the most interesting thing about this movie is is Jonathan Demi as a director to me, because immediately prior to this, he only made comedies. Mm. His like last four movies before it were like a comedy about truckers, a comedy about the mom, and a comedy about two zany people hooking up together. <laughs> And then he was like, "And next, I'll make a masterpiece of horror."
1: (laughs) (laughs) More comedic directors should make horror films. They always do a good job. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: I mean, look at Jordan Peele.
0: Yeah, yeah, because what what was it they say? Like comedy, like they understand, like
3: it's all about timing. Yeah, Yeah. like I mean, like Sam Raimi talked about that. Has talked about that a lot because he's never seen himself as a horror director. He's always like, I don't really like horror movies that much yeah i just you know made three of the best ones um, but also he's really really funny because he's a three stooges guy so even his scares he structures like gags mm-hmm. in this like it's all set up and payoff like jokes yeah. like right down to when hannibal lecter beats the cops he makes a joke while he's walking out of the cell he says like whenever you're ready officer because mm-hmm. that's what the guy said to him that is the structure of a joke yeah that's the tagline for an end of a scene and it makes it creepier yeah Mm -hmm. it's so good (laughs) also the
1: fact he's wearing all white yeah is creepy apparently they wanted him in like a jumpsuit and he was like no white is way creepier because of i'm afraid of the dentist
3: basically is what he said (laughs) he was he was correct he was correct also costumes designed by colleen colleen atwood she's always killing it she's done all of tim burton's movies and a bunch of other ones she's great
0: that's awesome
3: so inexplicably no one in this is from a james bond though movie zach Thank i'm God. so sorry <laughs>
2: no oh, i did be. forget
3: though during, did i ever mention during Cape fear one of them is from a james
2: bond movie yeah yeah <laughs> okay, you did good <laughs> i don't think
3: you ever won't if they have been. i'm gonna get you to watch them all <laughs> live stream marathon <laughs> 25 movies.
0: <laughs> Do you have anything to say about this movie? So <laughs> <it> change sometimes <laughs> Any closing thoughts? No. Oh, <laughs> well, it's the last movie in Oscar month. Any? Yeah. That's why we picked it. It's the big winner. Yeah. Any um, uh, Oscars feelings, slots or
3: just genre stuff in general? Not even just horror tends to mm-hmm. rarely get nominated and almost never mm-hmm. win that's why it's always such a big deal even when it's just something like jordan peele winning best original screenplay because that's the best original screenplay yeah because you tend to vote for your friends and horror tends to bring a lot of new voices so it's a bummer it's a lot of like political reasons why it, you know well we want people to watch the show so we can't nominate this violent thing but it's like <laughs> what if that violent thing was the best thing though yeah so just um I hope the the Oscars after awarding something so amazing and original like Parasite do that more often now. Well, uh next month we're gonna be doing anthology horror films. Yeah. I'm very excited. There's some real good
0: ones. Yeah.
1: What does that mean for me who doesn't know?
0: Oh, like multiple segments. So like a so, uh, tr- trigger treat is one of them. Yeah. Or like uh um, Oh,
1: okay. Got it.
0: Creep show. Creep show, thank multiple you. Multiple yeah. kind of like stories
1: yeah. in one movie. Yeah,
3: cool. yeah
0: like
2: um,
3: like Twilight Zone was the is the like a anthology TV show because every episode American was Horror different.
1: Story kind of yeah.
3: like used to be anthology yeah. series, yeah. not show. But I would argue it isn't
0: anymore now that they're all tied together. But. Not wait, <laughs> is yeah. more Doctor Light. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah, second recurring guest, most frequent guest now. Wow, you beat so him. Honored. <laughs> uh, That's all I've ever
2: wanted. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: where can people find you what do you do
1: what do i do uh i do co-host a another movie podcast it is called boozy movies where we get inebriated and opinionated every week kind of if we are on schedule um our latest episode was parasite and our next episode will be cats once i finish uh, editing it (laughs) Which best will be second the best month. horror
3: movie of 2019.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you can find us anywhere where you can find this lovely show, um, or on Twitter or Instagram at Boozy Movies Pod.
0: Yeah, it's a H- very good podcast. Everyone go listen. Yeah, and Hannah did a drawing again for this one. Yeah, 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 I
1: did do a drawing this time, and I think it's a little better than my last one. Last one was great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm improving every time.
0: There you go. Just another reason keep going back, <laughs> keep improving on drawing.
1: Yep. Uh, saw mats. So, very good. Very good addition oh, Thank you.
0: <laughs> Only because I had a great drawing to build off of. Next week, we are doing the Twilight Zone movie.
3: Yes. Ooh. A classic.
0: This isn't Tower of Terror, right? No. Okay, because no. that's the one I like. That's the made for TV movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is movie. Twilight Zone, <laughs> so the good. movie. I didn't know there was another one yeah. other than the tw- Tower of Terror. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> this was... one's really good. Cool.
3: Mostly. <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> R.I.P. Tower of
0: Terror. Um, uh, Matt, where can people find you?
3: Uh, you can find me on just about everything as I draw paintings or over on my Facebook artist page, Matt Mears. And also I run our Twitter. So yeah,
0: hit me up. That's Hey Supermoon. <laughs> yeah. Where can yeah. everyone find you, Zach? Uh at Zach Shirk on Instagram, ZachShirk.com. And I I run our Instagram, Supermoon Studio. And on that note
1: you see a lot doctor but are you strong enough to point that high-powered perception at yourself what about it why don't you why don't you look at yourself and write down what you see or maybe you're afraid to
0: was she a great big fat person <laughs> one more thing senator love the suit <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye.